2: Too, much. too scared to run! No. <laughs>
1: Hey, you're listening to Day by Day Uriah Heap. This is episode number 14 about their 14th album, Abominog, released in 1982. A quote from guitar player Mick Box. I locked myself in my flat for two days and drank myself senseless in complete self-pity, but I somehow managed to pull myself together and consider my options. So Hensley is out of the band you know, major songwriter in the band, keyboard player, driving force along with Mick Box. Singer John Sloman, thankfully, is out of the band. That guy wasn't so bad in Lone Star, but holy shit, did he suck on that Uriah Heap album he did. I'm sorry, John. I, nothing personally, John Sloman. Nothing personally, but, you know, just for me, for my taste... Uh, I did not like what you did on that album. I guess Trevor Boulder left the band, too. (laughs) He was also a big songwriter. Uh, They need a new bass player, so Lee Kerslake like, brings along Bob Daisley. And they need a keyboard player, so Mick Box recruits John Sinclair, who was in a band called Heavy Metal Kids. We heard on an earlier episode that the singer from that band, Gary Holton, actually auditioned for the band before they selected John Lawton. Uh, John Sinclair was also in a band called Lion out in L.A. For vocals, they recruit a guy named Peter Golby who was in the band Trapeze. He turns out to be a great choice, and he has a great hard rock voice. Turns out Peter Golby had previously auditioned for Uriah Heep, and at that time, the only guy in the band who wanted him was Ken Hensley. Now Ken Hensley's out of the band. Now they bring Peter Golby into the fold. And another quote from Mick Box With us all contributing to the writing, we forged a new direction. Yes, yes, you really needed a new direction. Uh, the album's produced by Ashley Howe. They called it Abominog, which I guess is the name of the demon type creature on the cover. That's my guess. I don't know what the hell Abominog means. But you know, they're they're a little late since the last album came out in 1980, but they're reinventing themselves for the 80s. This album comes out in 1982, March of 1982. It got pretty good reviews. Karan gave it a five-star review, called it the most mature and perhaps best album of their career. It did relatively well, made it to number 56 on Billboard. And uh, they also played Castle Donington for The Monsters of Rock festival all right let's give the album a listen abominog kicks off with a song called too scared to run holy shit heavy 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 absolutely love this song and Peter Golby is fucking great John Sloman thank you for leaving the band after the last album this song is killer killer song co-writing credit for Bob Daisley on this song too we've got the Blizzard of Oz rhythm section co-writing this song Lee Kerslake and Bob Daisley along with Mick Box, Peter Golby and John Sinclair so all the new guys are co-writing on this one so let's go on to the next song Chasing Shadows looks like all the same songwriters as the last song AOR song with some heavy riffs and here's the secret a chorus a big melodic chorus that's what you need Uriah Heep you need a fucking chorus here we go first two songs are great Song, on the rebound. This is a Russ Ballard song. He actually released it on his 1980 album, Barnett Dogs. And I mean, this is embarrassingly poppy with very dated synth, but good melodies. I don't mind it.
2: sun is out strolling and rolling slowly washed in Amber, street lights A Mexican wind blows in Taking a hold of Angelina's hair and the halo Motors running, muffling the sound But street out and big deals going down It's another...
1: Up next, a song called Hot Night in a Cold Town. Not a great song, it's like an AOR ballad. The thing about this song is, it was originally recorded by Johnny Cougar on his album Nothing Matters and What If It Did, which also came out in 1980. So they've the first two songs were originals, but now they're, they've got these, you know, songs that publishers are probably shopping around, I would guess. Songs that people had released but hadn't really had any success with, so they can kind of try to recycle them and see if Uriah Heap can make anything out of them. So, you know, it makes for a fun listen, the album, but yeah, the hot night in a cold town, it's kind of unnecessary. The last song on side one, Running All Night with the Lion. This is another recycled song from John Sinclair, the new keyboard player. His previous band, Lion, had released an album in 1980 that included this song. Now, this time, Uriah Heap improved on this song. I like the Uriah Heap version more than the Lion version. And also, at least John Sinclair, who co-wrote the song, he previously did it with Lion but at least he's in the band now so it's a little different than these the last two songs but still this is another recycled song so side one kicks off with two amazing original brand new songs and then three kind of recycled songs <laughs>
2: About what you said last night, and for all your fine words, you still don't have it right cause that's the way. That
1: side two kicks off with a song called that's the way that it is and this is another recycled song because it's written by paul bliss it was originally recorded by his band the bliss band and released on their 1979 album neon smiles So somebody has really been collecting songs for the band to do for this album. Apparently they hadn't written enough songs for an album. You know, probably made it before they were really ready and they just scrounged up these other songs. Um, like the next song, Prisoner, which is a boring ballad and also a song that was released in 1980 on the self-titled album by Sue Said and the Next. Side 2 kicks off with two more recycled songs. We've got five recycled songs in a row. But finally, we get to some more original songs written by the band. Uh, the third song on Side 2 is called Hot Persuasion. It's a riffy song, but the chorus is not great, which we hear a lot with Uriah Heep. When they do a heavy song, they drop the ball on the chorus. So this is a pretty weak song, and you know, with that title, Hot Persuasion, I would not have really expected much. <laughs> ¶¶
2: you know you love my
1: candle
2: You knew you load my gun You ain't too hot to handle There's nothing weir Give me a love Give me that
1: Let's move on to the next song Sell Your Soul written by the whole band hell yeah driving hard rock song more appropriately arranged and produced than some of the previous songs very enjoyable heavy rock song with big guitars a majestic heavy metal sounding chorus this is a really good one but unfortunately it's buried here at the end of the album The album ends with a song called Think It Over, which is written by two previous band members no longer in the band, John Sloman and Trevor Boulder. But it's another good hard rock song. The best song on the album is the first song, Too Scared to Run, in my opinion. And then the second song, Chasing Shadows, is also really good, but the the, the other two best songs after that, after the first two songs, are these last two songs: Sell Your Soul and Think It Over. I've
2: had all I can take. I'm
1: So this album, Abominog, is a weird kind of hodgepodge of various attempts at commercial material and then some killer hard rock written by the band. So they did manage to reinvent themselves, and there's some killer hard rock songs on the album, some cool AOR material. It was sort of a comeback. They would go on to make two more albums with this singer, Peter Golby. There's some great stuff on this album. It's a fun album to listen to. Definitely one of the highlights of Uriah Heep's career. Let's find out if they keep the momentum going on the next album, Head First. We'll find out tomorrow.